I took a log of like everything I was doing throughout the day. So like the time I woke up, time I went to sleep, time I went to work, time I, I got home from work, time I spent with the wife, family, dinner, like all that stuff. And just took a log. It was just like, okay, what can I cut out? Like, what am I willing to sacrifice so that I can get closer to my goals, right? Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo, 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 what's good, people? Welcome to the Music Is My Business podcast. Shout out to everybody in the stream. Let me know where you guys are from. Let me know what you do. I'm glad to be back for another live Q&A so I can answer some questions and help get some people unstuck. I got, I see Kevin Cheek. I see you, bro. All is well. Hope the same your way. Where's my... Come over here. Come over here, screen. Uh, Skyway Music Studios was good. Uh, Michael Connor Music in the building. I see you, bro. Hope all is well. How y'all feeling, man? Let me know. Sky uh Sky Music Glenn. Oh, got you. What's good, Glenn? It's Glenn. Glenn's his name. It's Wednesday again. And it went I, I feel like last Wednesday came quicker than this Wednesday. This Wednesday, it kind of took its time. Maybe it was because of the holiday weekend. I think I think that's probably why. But it was a good Father's Day slash Juneteenth weekend. Um, no complaints. Spent time with the boys. Every day is Father's Day though. It's like, you know. We appreciate the day that people take time to recognize it, but literally it's an, it's an everyday, everyday affair. All my fathers know what I'm talking about. What's good? What's good? Uh, so, yeah, if you guys got questions about music business, music licensing, music production, definitely drop them. We're going to chop it up <clears throat> today. Um, got uh, got a couple, couple briefs this week. Um, so excited to work on some of that stuff um got a couple tracks i need to finish up that i started last well one i started like last week and then it was one i started the week before so i want to go in and finish those up and get those sent out um to be recorded by some some dope writers and then we'll work on getting that stuff pitched and then seeing a couple new briefs come in for some um for some stuff um one was just kind of it was kind of broad in general for like you know just stuff that can just be used in everything pretty much um so there's like no specific show and then another one was a specific show um so that should be fun um i had i had a few i had a few already ready which i feel like that's like that's that's really where it's at man like building a catalog of just syncable music songs instrumentals to just have on standby because sometimes when you you come across these briefs that are pretty short or it's just like a you know first come first serve kind of situation um you don't have like you don't have a lot of time to like sit and create something and record it and mix it and then send it and meet the deadline so in situations like that that's when i find like the true value and just consistently building a catalog of just sync ready music um so i had a few like already ready um so i sent those and i may work on what was that deal i think i think i got like a week left so i may work on um i may work on some more stuff for that i don't know i have to see but um i think when when things slow down you know when you're working with different publishers and things like that like there's times where the briefs may slow down from certain publishers and that's why you know when i'm coaching my students in tv placement mastery program i tell them like hey like always create even when there's not briefs but then also make sure you're not just working with like one music library one sync agent like have multiple because when one slows down like you know you can still see breeze from other ones so you kind of you know what i'm saying like you kind of save yourself from just sitting around doing nothing but when there's times where like no none of the publishers are like sending briefs or you just knocked out all the breeze and you just got some extra time like always create something that you know works well in sync 
You know what I mean? So um, I think that's how you consistently continue to build a catalog that can work for you and stuff that you just have on standby that you know at some point somebody's going to request this stuff it's already ready i got the you know the the standard stems ready i got lyrics ready all of that stuff so that you can hit those quick deadlines and then not have to worry about always trying to create something new um so highly recommend that um because you know i mean that's just that's the, that's the cheat code um will harvey what's good everything is well man hope the same your way <clears throat> um appreciate that skyway music studios so you know always always have something um ready so those three songs um definitely worked out and yeah like i think that was just kind of a it was a reminder like man you know i was thinking okay let me let me see if i can hurry up and create something to meet this but i was like you know what no I, like i already have stuff that'll work well for this so that's the power of having a catalog so build your catalog be consistent um you know some people just wait you know for the brief or wait for somebody to hit them up and ask them to, for something i think everyone you know all the people i know who have seen success in sync they were and are proactive you know what i mean like they're kind of anticipating what the need is going to be like i know some of y'all like we were talking about christmas music at the beginning of the year you know what i'm saying like y'all were on y'all were on it so i think that's that's super important um karen rogers in the building i see you karen what's up um so yeah for the new people let me know where you guys are from and what you do and if you have any questions just drop them in the chat we were just talking about being prepared um you know when sync opportunities come up and the importance of having a catalog you know just kind of on standby michael says does the strategy of having those songs ready apply to working with companies that are non-exclusive i.e have a library for each type of genre you do um yeah still applies um <clears throat> You know, if you have like a bin of non-exclusive music that, you know, can go to any non-exclusive company, then you just you have something ready um, and you just know it's non-exclusive. And then um, and that, that was kind of the situation with with these songs like they're, you know, they're non-exclusive. So, you know, anytime a, a non-exclusive situation comes about, you know, those those are songs that I can pitch for that. Um, and then, you know, the exclusive stuff, usually, you know, you do the exclusive stuff, you do it for whoever you're doing it for, and then you're just kind of done with that. But you can always create new songs for, you know, when they come around. Or if you've done an album for a music library already, and it's been a minute, you know what I mean? Maybe reach out and say, hey, you know, wondering, you know, if you got what your current needs are, and if you, you guys want to get together on another album. So yeah nathaniel jacobs what's good good to see you back in the stream <clears throat> um hopefully y'all had a i had a dope week dope weekend i got water today no tea no tea today just water i don't think i drunk i didn't drink enough water today so i'm about to down this thing of water by shoot honestly by the end of this <laughs> by the end of this episode this water will be gone dmg howdy um so yeah so let me know man L let me know some of the challenges that you all face like trying to break in the sink um because i know i know on the surface <clears throat> like when you've been doing something for so long it, you can make it look easy sometimes um and <laughs> i know some people I've, I've had people reach out and it was like, yo, you make this look easy. Like, it's not that easy. It's like, I'm not trying to make it look easy. It's just I've mastered the process. So it makes it look like it's easier than it is to get started. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, it's not it's simple. You just have to, uh, you know, you just have to know how to get through those hurdles and not stay stuck when you don't, you know, we don't have an answer for something um because a lot of people like they just you know they, they get stuck they get stuck at well i don't know who to send the music to or they get stuck at i don't know why a company said no i don't know what's wrong with my music or you know what i mean like i don't know 
I don't know, you know, what what structure to use. You know, a lot of people just get stuck and then just stay stuck. The the goal is not to stay stuck, but to get unstuck and work through and, and find those answers um, so that you can so that you can move forward. And then once you once you get through those hurdles and then you you do it over and over and over and over and over again, like it'll become easier for you as you go. Um, but you know, you just have to have to get through it. Um, Yik Waba, FL rap or Florida rap and song mix and master help with creating ads. I was signed to Digi Films, a label under Columbia Records. That's what's up. Super dope. Um, are the odds of a placement increased by offering the same tracks to another company, i.e., Fox reaches out to company A, B, C, and Y, and your music is with them all? That could be honestly. It could be like it could be negative or positive like that could be good or bad you know what i'm saying because it could just make it confusing for them because they're like ah like which which one do i pick if they see it from all these companies you know what i'm saying i think it kind of it could put them in a weird situation if they're paying if they're paying close attention um and then depending on who you ask you may ask another music supervisor they're like i don't care like i'm gonna just I'll just pick one um, from, you know, whatever company or the first one, the first one that they hear, that's the one that they go with. Um, and then it's like, you know, no hard feelings, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, it wouldn't be the, the first time that that happened. So, you know, it could increase your chances. It could not. You know what I mean? I think it just really depends on who the, you know, who the, the decision maker is at the other end. That's a good question, though. Um, but I, I think if you know, if you know, company A, B, C, and Y all have the same client, i.e. Fox, then just like, you know, don't send them all the same stuff. Cause like the client Fox is going to be getting all of your tracks four times. And then at, like, at some point I could see that just being annoying, like personally, like I would just get annoyed. Like, why do I see four times everything this person submits? But that's just me personally. But you know what I mean? So I, if I know that Fox is a client for all these companies, then, you know, I know, I know my music is in the bin if they, if they think it's good um, with, you know, with just one of these companies should be fine. Um, how did you juggle time for music around the nine to five and family when you first started pursuing sync? Um, I, I got really, 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 really intentional with my time. Um, I stopped fooling around and like I had to, I, I took a log of like everything I was doing throughout the day. So like the time I woke up, time I went to sleep, time I went to work, time I, I got home from work, um, you know, time I spent with the wife, um, family, dinner, like all that stuff, gym and just took a log it was just like okay what can i cut out and like what am i willing to sacrifice so that i can get closer to my goals right so for me that was you know stay up spend time have dinner with the wife once she goes to sleep go to the studio and work for like four hours so i would work from like 9 or 10 p.m to 2 a.m um, so I was just consistently doing that when I came home. Like I didn't, I didn't watch TV. I didn't watch Netflix. I didn't play video games. Like I, if I came home and I didn't have anything to do, I worked on music or I sent emails or I hopped on calls with libraries. Um, you know what I mean? So it was always something to just, to move it forward. Um, and, and not wasting time. Like TV ain't going nowhere you know video games stuff it ain't going nowhere um and honestly if you haven't reached your goals yet i, I mean it, it like reach go reach your goals first and then go do all that stuff that just sucks your time like if you go binge on a tv show that's like an hour long for a whole season you've wasted like i don't know say it's 10 episodes you wasted 10 hours of your life that you cannot get back so that's fine if that's what you want to do but then if you don't reach your goals as far as music or whatever you're trying to do you can't be mad because you made a choice 
you know what i mean everybody has a choice you get hey a waste waste 10 hours doing nothing productive but you know putting money in somebody else's pocket or b get focused get locked in and work on building a catalog of music that could pay you for the rest of your life because you're not getting that 10 hours back no matter what you do so you might as well do something that 10 years from now you're still going to get paid for you know what i mean um so that's what i did man I, I really just took took a log of the time spent whatever i was doing if it was stuff that was just not doing anything productive in my life i cut it out um and then just stayed up stayed up late and worked and then i also hired a va which is like a major game changer for me like hiring a va um to just help with a lot of the a lot of the like extra little stuff that has to be done outside of creating um that really helped with uh, with the time management um and just you know moving things forward you know so that's what i did to to juggle the nine to five family and the music business great question You've tried getting TV placements on your own. You've taken the courses. You've done the pitching. You've done the research and the studying. But for some reason, you keep hitting a brick wall and hearing no, and you don't know why. Well, one thing you need to know is that there's always a reason why. And it may be time for you to seek mentorship so you can find out exactly what's going wrong in your process. So I want to invite you to apply for my three-month producer mentorship program, where you're going to learn how to implement my 60-day music licensing plan. You're going to learn how to increase the chances of your music getting placed and you're going to receive detailed music reviews prior to submissions to minimize publisher rejection. I'm going to walk through the entire process with you to get you to your first music licensing deal within 90 days. If you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to producermentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to producermentorship.com. That's producermentorship.com. Last time, producermentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show i feel like people criminalize real music any help with that also also i need more connects and better equipment i mean i i wouldn't even waste time worrying about somebody who, who criminalizes real music like doesn't matter make what make what the client needs forget about anybody else who like they probably ain't even doing nothing with their life like that's that's just a you know you got you 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 have to you have to you have to develop selective hearing I have selective hearing like there's people I love there's people in my life that I love but if they give me advice on something that they have never done before or that they just don't do I'll I'll say thank you and then I know I'm just I'm not gonna listen to a word they said because they don't even you know what I'm saying like it doesn't doesn't make sense so you have to develop selective hearing has the person that's telling you whatever criticizing whatever have they done anything significant to help someone else in their life or have they done anything significant to give value to your life if the answer is no and just ignore them keep doing you and be great um karen roger i've been looking for a music supervisor for a specific show but i can't find their contact on any social media profiles what would you suggest i can do um so i don't know exactly everything you did but if I was trying to find a music supervisor from scratch, this is what I would do. That's a great piece of content. I'm gonna have to chop this up, put it on um, as a short. But anyways, if I was trying to find a music supervisor from scratch, this is what I would do. First, you got the show, you know what the show is. You could, number one, go to the end credits and scroll down to find a music supervisor name um well you probably already have the name because you're searching social media that's fine i'm gonna just go from scratch just to give you all the steps um you can do that or you can go straight to imdb type in the show or movie name and then scroll down to cast and crew click on all cast and crew scroll down to the music department look for music supervisor find that name copy and paste i would first start looking on linkedin Cause that's just like a professional network that's where the pros hang out um so look on look on linkedin then do a google search um do a, a youtube search they may have some interviews or something on youtube podcast search you already did the social medias um see if 
type their name and then type music supervisor before or and after the name to see if that brings up different results um you can search the name space add the plus sign space and music supervisor so like in google what that does is like it'll search for like i don't know like text on a particular page that that has both of those things or you can just search their name in parentheses and then it's going to look for like the whole name if or if you want like a whole phrase to be searched you can do that as well so that's some google tips and tricks um what else yeah that's that's what i would do um those are usually the places i look um and see if they work for like a music supervision company um and then if they do work for a company like if you find them on linkedin or whatever um or they work for a company then look for the company's website and then see if you can if there's like some submission page or something on the company's website and then go from there um next best thing is man i think um i don't know those those are kind of the or you know if if they're at some type of event or something um which you know that's kind of hard to tell sometimes but um yeah that's what i would do those are usually and then if i listen if they can't be found after that then i'm just you know i'm moving on <laughs> i'm moving on to a publisher um master p said pay twenty five thousand for a promotion deal for your albums how would you go about getting good promotion and ways of getting getting money money legally um i don't know i'm not in the promotion business and promoting albums it's just not my space i focus on sync licensing tv film placements um so i am not the guy to answer that question for you but if you want to get money legally you can get a job that's number one um you can learn some high value skills which is selling um communicating to people to a specific group of people identifying a problem and then creating solutions around that problem um that's how you can make money if you're a freelancer you have multiple skills hop on fiverr.com hop hop on upwork.com hop up hop on uh shoot uh what's what uh songfinch.com if you're a songwriter um people will pay you to write songs i have a, a tv placement mastery student dude's like crushing it on songfinch just like writing songs for special occasions and stuff for people dude's crushing it um so sites like that um soundbetter.com freelancers if you're an engineer producer musician like people will hire you to do stuff on there um so those are some ways to get money legally um <clears throat> and then when all this all this fails you know um you know just uh <laughs> It, there's you know you just uh, this this so there's opportunities out here man i mean i seen a i seen an ad this lady literally got paid to poop like you poop and you send your your stool in and they cut you a check so literally like if you know how to poop successfully <laughs> you there you can get paid so there's opportunities out here man for everything literally like everything um I hear what you're saying because if that track fits the brief and all the companies submit the same track that's a great point about knowing who their clients are yes yes indeed um what's good in your experience have you seen that classically trained musicians have a harder time connecting with production music does that even matter in the long run i'll tell you what matters um could i, th I think it's pronounced kajordan um what matters is the music that's being requ requested and needed. So, you know, if you're classically trained, if you're not classically trained, do you know how to compose the music that's being asked for by the client? If the answer is yes, you're good. Doesn't matter. Um, if you're not classically trained, do you know how to compose the music that's being requested, you know, by the by the publishers and by the, the clients, networks, TV shows, um, films? That's all that really matters at the end of the day. If you can give them, give the editors, music supervisors, what they're asking for, how they're asking for it in a timely manner, meeting the deadline and things like that, then you're good. You're good. I think being classically trained definitely 
gives you an, an edge and an advantage because you can communicate, you know, at a, at a different level that some may not be able to, um, especially when you get into like the scoring side of things, if, if that's something you want to do, because there's like there's production music and then there's like literally scoring music to picture, which is two totally just different lanes. Right. So, you know, I think you have more flexibility to kind of experiment, whereas, you know, some some producers may just only be able to or just only want to do production music or create songs and then have those songs synced um whereas some people are more interested in just the scoring and you know composing music for shorts and documentaries and movies and things like that so um uh, really just depends on you know which route you want to go personally well, great question patty p is in the building what's up patty p um rex clark if you have ASCAP and a BMI work ID show up under my song profile and ASCAP, does that mean someone is using it? No, not necessarily. It means it's been, it's been registered by, you know, a particular publisher, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's gotten placed. So um, that just means, you know, publisher took it in they handled the you know the admin stuff of it got it registered so if it does get placed now you will be able to get paid the performance royalties from those those tv placements um so yeah um i got stuff that's <laughs> i got stuff that's registered it's never got placed it's crazy um Should our page get strikes if we play others' music on our platforms? Um, doesn't that take away the royalties of every artist by them having it taken down? Um, should our page get strikes if we play others' music on it? So the it, the the whole music on different platforms <clears throat> it really boils down to whatever platform you're on having the rights to have that music on on the platform if they don't have the rights to it and they they can't use it so they have to take it down um otherwise they get sued so um that's something that you know we just we kind of can't control that's like those are deals and negotiations between you know for example meta and uh you know youtube and and these these labels and stuff like that um you know but there is they are doing like YouTube does like a revenue share where it's like if there's some music used and, you know, it's allowed to be used, you may not be able to collect ad revenue like on your YouTube video. Um, so either they'll take that ad revenue, pass it on to the copyright owner or they'll take it and do some type of revenue share with the copyright owner and you as the, the YouTube page. So. It just depends on you know on the the music that's being used um <clears throat> in your opinion what's the fine line between wasting time watching shows on streaming versus using them to study the type of songs that work for sync um i think the i mean i th that's something that i think you you'll know internally like you know if you just watch the tv just be watching tv you know what i'm saying like um, and then, you know, when like, OK, I'm watching, but I'm listening and I'm I'm studying um, intently so you can limit that time. I mean, you can take, you know, watch an episode, take an hour, you know, one day and just listen to the music on an episode. After that hour, man, like you should you should have what you need to be able to, you know, to know what you want to work for, work on moving forward uh, for that particular show or, if you know take one hour a day for a week you know what i'm saying you'll get through most of the season and you'll have a great idea what what music is being used um so you know it's really up to you there's no like specific time you know what i mean <laughs> between wasting but yeah like if if you sitting there you know for five hours in a day just watching tv you chilling you you netflix and chilling for five hours you know what i mean 
If you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 Placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu. Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open. So go to roadto10placements.com. That's road to the number 10 placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off at roadto10placements.com. Go and Enroll today. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. What's your process for creating music? And then what's your process on the business side? How do you schedule your day? What's your overall process? Um oh man, it depends on the day. So for creating music, my process is nine times out of ten, I'm working off of a brief. So I first I go through the brief, I'm reading the brief multiple times, make sure I have a clear understanding of the brief, and then once I have that, I go through the references in that brief. If they attach references and, you know, sample songs to listen to, I'm listening to those, paying attention to BPM, paying attention to instrumentation, vibe, lyrics, things like that. Um, and I'm just kind of studying that for a little bit. I'll kind of skim through the playlist. Um, and then from there, I may hear a song that like, that just catches my attention. I was like, I like that vibe. So I'll go in that direction maybe for a couple songs. So I'll take the BPM, use the same BPM. Sometimes I'll use the same key, but then I'll do my own melody and chord progressions and drums and all that stuff and just create. I'll start with eight bars. The eight bar loop is gonna be the hook of the track. Then once I have the fully developed eight bars, I kind of you know uh, work backwards and then start to build the whole track out you know from intro all the way to the sting ending so that's that's like my creative process in a nutshell um there's a lot of boring stuff in between in between just like y'all producers know like how it is just creating tracks and you just going through sounds and stuff but that's that's what it looks like um essentially and then from there um uh, once i get everything mixed and finalized um i'm bouncing out all the versions that they want getting lyrics together um if i have to send it to a writer i'll send it to them and then we'll do whatever we need to do paperwork wise um so sometimes that's having them fill out you know a split sheet so that everybody's clear on what the split splits are um depending on who what company i'm working with sometimes that stuff that information is on the agreement that we sign with the publisher um so then send the publisher deliverables they send um, and, and send if there, if there's payment involved, I'll send like an invoice or whatever. Um, and then a deliverables and then and that's it. And then we just sign paperwork from from the company if we need to. Sometimes the stuff is already done. It's like one stop. You just create, submit it and then boom, they, they take care of the rest. And then literally like that's it. Like the publisher. That's why I like always recommend linking up with publishers because they handle most of the admin stuff um you know what i mean so the really most paperwork i do like on a regular basis is probably like a split sheet um with with other writers but yeah publishers handle everything they handle the registration with your pro you know making sure that stuff is great they handle sending the files to the client the end user um communicating with them if they need edits um and you know all of that stuff. So I just go back to creating once I send it off to them and they approve it. That's it. We move on to the next project, submit it and forget it. Um, so that's that's kind of what, what my process is. And then on a day to day schedule uh, varies, you, you know, right now. Um, I kinda <laughs> So Monday, Monday through Wednesday is usually uh, like my creative music, creative day. Or whatever so i'm kind of focused on music um thursday and fridays more so like content stuff but um this week i man listen anytime i buy a piece of gear 
<laughs> I buy gear and somehow my whole I have to my whole desk setup has to change for some reason. So I've been going through like let I gotta tell man, what time is it? We got a little bit of time. I've been going through I've been getting rid of gear. I just been getting rid of stuff. I'm going back to a more simple workflow. I'm going back to before I had placements. I'm going back to that workflow, right? Because I was listening to some old music I made and I was like, man, you know what? I like like I like what I was doing. <clears throat> so I sold I sold my native instruments machine. I got rid of it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get rid of it. I'm gonna tell you why I got I, I really got rid of it though. I got rid of it because I discovered something in Logic Pro. I'm gonna have to make a whole nother video about it because it's gonna take too long to go into detail. But anyways, there was no I was like, I don't see the point. There's no point. Um, so I got rid of it. Um, I got rid of the machine. I got rid of my complete control keyboard S61, but I got I got another one though, but I just got the 49. I didn't need 61 keys. I'm like, yo, I'm sitting at I'm just I'm sitting here doing production music for TV and film. I don't need 61 keys. So I got the 49 key version because these what is it? one two three four these four octaves are the main ones i use all the time anyway i don't need the extra octave and then i was running out of desk space because i got this ssl controller thing so i'm like you know what man i'm about to get rid of the 61 buy the the 49 create more space on my desk and then I, it was another piece of gear um, that I had. I moved that back because it was taking up more space. So I went through this whole thing. So literally for the past two days, I've been fooling around, reorganizing my desk. Um, but on a normal, in a normal week, I'll be focused on music. But I did submit to some briefs though. And that's when that catalog came in handy because I already had them done. I'm like, yo, I already wrote, we already wrote these songs. I'm gonna send them off. Boom, that's three, three potential syncs. Um, sent that were already done so um yeah so i've been simplifying my workflow i got rid of the drum machine i don't need it i want to go back to just i'm gonna just program my drums on my keyboard um and go back to that um i didn't get the drum machine until i got my first major placement um on tamar braxton's christmas album that was it was actually four placements um that's when i bought my the first machine and then i upgraded to the um the mk3 that they have out um and yeah and i used it i used it for a minute for years um and i like it i mean it's cool but now for my workflow now i'm like yo like i really want to be able to just crank out stuff faster with with minimal like stopping and having to bounce stuff out so i'm gonna do a video and i'm gonna show you guys my new and improved drum workflow I think it's going to be I think it's going to be dope. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing that. <clears throat> um, all right. Let me see. Let me catch up. World Meta Beats. What's good? Um, <laughs> sound like the old man in every hood that say get a job. <laughs> Listen, man. Yo, I probably do because I'm getting old. That's what's that's what's going on. But but it's the truth though man like i know as creatives and and, and like i'm gonna just keep it 100 man i know as creatives we don't want to hear it i didn't want to hear it when i was a young creative i'm like ah blah regular jobs it's whack i just want to do music i know i'm good at it like this is what i want to do but you got to be real as well because if what you're doing what you love to do isn't paying the bills you got to be real with yourself and be like okay I may have to go out and get something that's going to pay the bills while I still continue to build and grow this music business. And I'm going to tell you what the advantage is to doing that. Because a lot of people just think the job is like the creative, the creativity sucker upper or something. <laughs> like, like it's just going to kill all vibes of creativity and you'll you'll be trapped for life and never make it out. And for some people, that's true. But um that's an excuse like 
you can get out if you want to get out bad enough you know what i mean if you hate that job you hate working a nine to five bad enough you're gonna figure out a way to get out that joint um you're gonna you're gonna work your way out but this is the advantage of um just sucking it up and getting the job while you work on music and this is from i've been on every side of the spectrum i've been the the broke struggling full-time musician living off gigs gig to gig um i've been the you know working the day job and building a music business on the side and i've i do music full-time now um and i'm doing i'm doing well so i've seen every side of it and this is what i'll say the advantage you have if you continue to work a job while you build your business until it's at a point to where it, it can sustain your lifestyle you are able to focus more clearly you you can make smarter decisions on the music side you don't have to sign ridiculous deals because you're desperate for money you're trying you gotta figure out how you're gonna eat where you're gonna stay that's when people get locked up in these terrible deals because they see this little small upfront you know advance and boom they just take it because that's 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 all they got so you're able to keep yourself out of situations like that getting tied up in a trash deal um you're able to not stress about your necessities food shelter clothing like you don't have to stress about that stuff you got a job your bills are paid so now you can when you do create music you're able to create with a clear mind because you're not stressing about your basic necessities. The, the other advantage is as your music business starts to grow and it starts to make money while you have the job, your job is already taking care of the bills. So you don't have to eat the money that your music is your music business is making. You can reinvest it right back into your music business so you can grow faster. Like when you're in a situation where like every or like every penny you make from your music business has to go towards everything else you have to pay for you <laughs> it's going to be harder for your music for you to reinvest back into your music business it's going to be harder to go get more expensive sounds that are competitive in sync licensing or just the music industry in general it's going to be harder to get new gear and equipment it's going to be harder to go out and get to some of these conferences to get in in the room with some of these decision makers it's going to be harder to invest in marketing promotion like whatever you're trying to do is it's going to make it harder because you got bills to pay first and it's it's gonna it's either going to take you a very long time to grow the music business doing it that way or um you're just you're gonna you're just gonna have to stop and get a job anyway because you can't keep up and you can't afford to keep doing it because it's like it's not like super consistent income you know when you're an entrepreneur it's up it's up and down you may have a slow month you may have a great month then you may the next month may be trash so like you have to be able to have something that will kind of balance out those low times um and just be patient and i feel like if you can be patient and still keep the job and then focus that extra energy cut out all the distractions cut out the stuff that's not moving your music business for cut out the stuff that's not aligned with the goals that you're trying to meet lock in on your what you what you really want to do and then as it grows and you start to see the growth year after year then you know okay finally i'm getting to a place where like i can start to let the day job go or maybe go down to part-time where you don't have to do the the full the full-time job as much now you got more time to work on the music business um and then work your way out of that joint me personally i think i think that's just i think it's a better situation like it's not everybody's situation like i mean there's some people hey you, you want to grind it out and struggle a little bit until you know something takes off by all means you have that choice but i feel like the wisest thing to do is you know make sure your make sure your basic necessities is, is covered man because it's people out here like that's just i mean they're 
they're sacrificing so many things that they don't have to sacrifice because they don't want to get a job like you're sacrificing your health because you can't go get an annual checkup make sure you're good on your health or one hospital bill takes you out now you in all this this hospital bill debt because you're just trying to grind it out on music you don't got health insurance or you don't have any type of you know what i'm saying like it's just you don't have to struggle as hard as it could be if you just get a job so that's my view and you can still you can still do what you love and you can still have the goal of becoming full-time um after working a job if you're a producer and you've been pitching your music for TV and film and the music libraries and supervisors just keep telling you no, but you know your production is fire, it's probably because your structure is off. The structure is everything and it gives the editors everything they need to be able to place your music and give them the flexibility to place it where they want to place it and how they want to place it. So I've created the How to Structure Instrumentals for TV and Film video course where you're going to learn how to structure music for higher TV placement potential, how to produce music with effective standards slash button endings and how to produce engaging music that builds and keeps the listener interested. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just use a structure that already works. I'll show you how to do it. Go to clintproductions.com slash courses. That's clintproductions.com slash courses. Get the how to structure instrumentals for TV and film and use the discount code podcast 20 so you can take 20% off that joint. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash courses. Grab that course and let it help you today. So it's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to uh, be ashamed of. You take you taking care of your of your business, um, and you're being responsible and you're being a good steward over what you have. And honestly, man, being at, having a job, man, people people overlook the gems that are in that. Like you can learn skills. You can get a job that'll teach you skills that'll help you and transfer over into your music business. You know what I mean? Um, you just gotta, you gotta figure out how to make that joint work for you and, um, you'll be all right. But, um, what's your, I think I answered that. Yeah, I answered that one already. Uh, one issue I'm having is using too many instruments outside of drums, trying to keep it, um, at least five minimum, but still not sound too thin. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel you on that. Um, yeah, I think the key the key to not sounding thin is again sound selection just some really good sounds and then just using full full chords i think helps with that as well it's filling it up and then layering sound so you may you know you may have say five six instruments right outside of drums but some of those instruments could just be layered they're playing the same chord progressions and, and melody but they're just layered um different instruments playing the same thing um and that'll that'll help sometimes too <clears throat> so yeah <clears throat> um j j2 music i have your placement book i'm i'm worried about the pressure is it ever at your own pace i love that question and this is this is why I love sync, because it, it's like it's yes, it's yes and no. Right. <clears throat> so this is how it works. You yes, you have deadlines. You know, when you, you sign deals with companies, they send you briefs. Those briefs usually have deadlines. So if you work on a brief, if you're going to submit something, you got to submit it by the deadline. If you don't meet the deadline and you, you don't you know, you don't have a chance. However, you have the choice to work on the brief or not you know what i mean like they're not they're not gonna you know force you like do this you know what i'm saying like it's they're not gonna ever force you to do anything um so it's your it's up to you if you want to do it like if it's something where it's like okay i got time i can knock this out um cool if you can't like they're not they're not gonna reach out to you be like yo like we sent you a brief and you didn't create anything for it we're gonna unsign you like that'll that'll never happen um so is you can work at your own pace you know by just picking what you want to work on um but just know in doing that you're going to get out what you put in so if you only submit to one brief every three months 
<clears throat> then you probably gonna get you may you might get one placement like every two two years or something so you know you get out what you put in um in sync but it, it is flexible um you know to an extent the you, you know either either you work on it or you don't you can make the deadline or or you don't you know what i mean um nobody's nobody's tripping taking it personal it's all good um but it's just it's on you like you can't you get in the sink you can't blame anybody else because you you don't have placements and you only submit it twice a year you know what i mean you can't like at that point you can't say it's a scam and it doesn't work like you just you submitted two tracks fam in a year so that that's what you get out like you getting a placement is very very slim with that that amount of output you know so uh, that's that's what I'll say about that. But, you know, there's no there's no pressure. It's no like, you know, unless you say yes to something. If you say yes to something, you tell somebody, you give somebody your words, you're going to work on a project and finish it by a deadline. Then, yeah, you should do that. But, um, you know, for a lot of the stuff that goes out, they're sending it out to their, their team of writers like, hey, this is what we have. Submit what you can. If not, it's all good. Um Techie question. Can you talk about your Mac Studio spec partition internal HD or sample libraries on external HDs? MacBook I'm using is nine years old. Need to get some funds for an upgrade. I love my Mac Studio. It is a beast. I have not heard fans on it yet. Um, let's talk. Let's, let's look up the specs. Um, specs. 32 gigabytes of memory um i got the m1 max chip and it has a terabit uh terabyte ssd and yeah that yeah, i'm running mac os Vin ventura 13.4 um and i have i have like a bunch of external storage i have um I don't even know if it'll show me. Oh no, it will. Yeah, so I got two two terabytes um, of of storage just for to put like the videos and like other files and stuff on. Then I have another SSD that is one terabyte. That's where all my sound libraries go. So like all of the you know all of the libraries. Um, so anytime like I install a say a plugin from native instruments um the plugin will be on the main mac ssd but then the library like all the sound samples and stuff will go on that sample library drive um ssd which is external um and then i have that uh backing up on on time machine so i have that and then i have another network attached uh, storage that I use just for backup backing up sessions um and that's that's it but yeah like I mean I edit 4k video on um on that thing I mean it's it's, it's gonna handle music production like with ease I mean you're not gonna have any issues on that um you know but yeah mot like multiple instances of 4k video and you know transitions and all of that stuff and it, it knocks it out so you can't go wrong with like any of the any of the mac studios um or any of even any of the m1 chips m1 m2 like whatever whichever whichever one you go with like you you'll be good man <clears throat> just be careful <clears throat> with those ssds just make sure you back those joints up if you're backing up sessions on an SSD or you're like your your library sounds, make sure you like back up the SSDs because when SSDs die, you don't get like, you know, you don't get that extra time that you would get with like a traditional HDD, like hard drive, um, like mechanical hard drive with spinning disc inside. Like those, they'll start to fail and then like you'll get a warning, but like there's still time to like recover stuff and back it up ssd like you can wake up tomorrow morning joints dead and there's no coming back there's no getting stuff off of it it's done um 
I've had from my background in IT, I've dealt with a lot of high end clients that didn't back their stuff up. It was on an SSD on their computer. SSD died and they were just furious. And, you know, you try and tell them you back your stuff up. Um, they don't back it up. And when you tell them you can't do anything about it, you're starting from scratch, buddy then that's that's what it is so that's my advice um make sure you back that stuff up sessions and everything um <clears throat> so yeah um i have a complete a49 keyboard myself clint i like to fill on the keys yeah the um i love uh, yeah i love native instruments keyboard keys i think it's great Drum machine, uh, drum machine designer is great for creating sample sets of kids and sounds. Drag and drop your wave files in. Exactly, that's what I'm using now, Michael. That's that's what drove me to making the the, the rash decision of getting rid of my machine. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, some Karen said I'm not old. I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm old, but um, depends on depends on who you ask. <laughs> Uh, let me see. I got time for like a couple que questions. Creation, role, music was good. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Creation roles. He about to call out tonight. Hey, sometimes I feel you. Sometimes it just it just be like that. Um, I'm upgrading to a new Mac Studio soon. I'm thinking M1 Mac, 64 gig, one terabyte. Wondering what specs would be best. Only want to buy it once. Yeah, yo, Patty, you can't you can't go wrong with that. And a 64 gigs of terabyte is plenty. You'll be good. I only have 32. And like I have not I haven't run into any issues. <clears throat> so yeah. Um no doubt, no doubt. Um m2 yeah m2 is it's gonna be it's gonna be dope um you ever try the mic modeler vst if your mic is the problem to know what mic fits your voice i haven't i have to um i have to check that out i haven't tried it though no doubt flares i'm, I'm curious to see flares set up too not gonna lie it's probably what if it's like not a lot like it's just like it's just the mac studio and then the rest is just i don't know flares just have he has like this this organic this organic process with no gear he doesn't use gear at all it's just his brain it comes from his brain plugs himself up into the usb-c port <laughs> and just downloads epic trailer music <clears throat> That's flare setup, a USB-C cable. Um, I'm in IT too. The stories I've seen, both my own and clients got to have. Man, so you already know, dude. Like, it's the most hilarious thing because, like, you know, as the tech, they look to you and they're like, help me. Like, it's like, there's nothing I can do. Like, there's nothing I can do. And they get mad. They, they want to take it out on somebody. Sometimes it ends up being us. Um... And then you just have to quickly remind them, listen, it ain't my fault you didn't back your stuff up. Like, you get reminders. And if you're using a Windows computer, man, you get all types of pop-ups about one disk and backing up stuff. I'm sure your IT department told you to back your stuff up. You just never did it. You were going to after your trip or your meeting. You know, man, so many stories, dude. It's just like, it's hilarious. It sucks to lose your stuff, but you know, it just, yep. It's a hard lesson. Um, saw an interview that Nathan Hunter did his guest that said he gets briefs that must leave 400 milliseconds of space at the intro. Do you find that often in your briefs? Um, working with specific publishers, um, I do get that request. Um, it may not be like 400 milliseconds, but it'll be like, it'll be, um, they'll ask for like a bar, like two measures of silence before. So, you know, I just take it in logic and just kind of drag those extra 
um, two bars back. <clears throat> and the reason they do, the reason they asked me to do that um, for this particular project was they were going to drag all the stems in to do final mix and master and stuff. Um, and they wanted to make sure, you know, if you start right on the one, sometimes you'll get like clicks and pops or it'll cut it off and it doesn't exactly start clean. Um, so that's why they asked me to do that. Excuse me. Um, so they, you know, they can make sure they have all the audio. Um, so, yeah. So that's it, y'all. All right. It's 930, which means it's time for live music review, seeing if your music is ready for TV and film. So I'm going to end this joint because this is the podcast joint. And we're going to switch over to the live music review joint. So stick on the channel and we about to get to it. So appreciate everybody coming through, asking the questions. This was a dope episode. I think we gave away some some really good helpful information um and if you need you know uh resources or anything like that the link is in the description um clintproductions.com slash link in bio get whatever you need that helps you and yeah i'm gonna catch y'all on this next stream i'm out peace Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.